What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are doing great. I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. Oh, and finally, I don't have to be saying doing all the things you know you ought to do during these coronavirus periods. If you've gotten vaccinated because we just got some good announcements from the cdc and mr or rather dr anthony fauci himself the cdc announced that if you have gotten your vaccine you do not need to wear a mask in most situations indoors or outdoors and then dr fauci followed that up and said if you are vaccinated and you are outside put aside your mask you don't have to wear it anymore in other words let me see your face we can finally show off our beautiful mugs we can finally show off some of these beautiful things that we have on our face we can finally tell people like hey check out this beautiful mug my face is out so that you may look upon my awesomeness because i'm pretty and you know you like this face well Maybe not everybody likes this face, but most people do, and that's all that matters. I have a face that a mother loves, because my mother loves my face. But anyway, this is all good news. However, this good news kind of is just in the U.S. alone. Uh, is not only in the U.S., rather. This good news is also in England, where I was watching soccer games, or rather, I was watching soccer matches, and soccer matches had fans in the stands, and you could just feel the electricity flowing through everybody's veins. I mean, oh my gosh, if you just, I was just, I was watching highlights, and you could just feel the crowd, like, you could just feel the excitement. You could just feel it. It was so fun. I was like, so this is what it feels like to have fans once again. I had forgotten the feeling of having fans i cannot wait to go to a soccer game this year oh my gosh i am definitely going to an atlanta united game at some point this year because my goodness it felt so good it felt so good just watching that game i was like it's so different it feels so much more pandemonious it feels so much more exciting when anything happens you can hear the crowds yelling in the background for any little thing you can hear them booing you can hear them celebrating you can hear all this stuff all of a sudden i got the effect and now i'm excited and oh my gosh i don't even know what i'm saying anymore because i'm just so happy so let me calm down however unfortunately the good news is not in so many other countries Cases have begun, as we talked about last week, cases in India continue to explode and there is a fear that different variants are leaving from India and going into other countries. Other parts of the world are also facing similar situations. In Southeast Asian countries like Singapore and Taiwan, they're having to go back into a tight lockdown because cases are once again on the rise. And then in Japan, they're actually thinking about canceling the Olympics because cases continue to rise there as well. We still have a ways to go as far as the virus is concerned on the global stage. But here in the United States and in the UK and in a few other countries, they're able to open up their borders a little bit more. Well, not their borders, but they're able to open things back up where people can start giving hugs to one another. People can start hanging out with one another. People can start leaving their houses to do more things and just live life once again. Like I said, your boy is definitely going to have to find his way to an Atlanta United soccer game sometime in the future and sometime soon I want to go see a live EPL game I want to go see a live Premier League game hopefully this year maybe next year probably next year I'll go do that because I'm so excited I'm so excited that things are opening back up however 
let's change the tone a little bit. This week marks the 100th year anniversary. Well, I would only want to say it's not even like a celebratory thing, but 100 years ago in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the worst demonstration of racial violence took place in Tulsa's Greenwood District, which was a thriving town of small black owned businesses, was burned to the ground with over 200 or more people being killed and thousands more injured. Unfortunately, because this is the United States, the history books did not share about this. The history books was not told about it. This was not really hidden, was not told about. It was hidden for a very, very long time. But after the recent George Floyd protest of 2020, a lot of this history has begun to be on the main view of a lot of people and begun to be spoken more about and more people are learning about it. And I just wanted to bring it up. If you've never heard about Black Wall Street, if you've never heard about the massacre of Tulsa, Oklahoma, if you've never heard about the burning of Tulsa, Oklahoma, go look it up. There was a movie that was made about it. There was, there's a few documentaries made about it. Just learn about it and just realize that the United States is, you know, it's not always been sunshines and rainbows and it's still not all sunshines and rainbows. There's a lot of stuff about this country that has been hidden for too long, but I'm glad that a lot of it is being brought back to the surface. And I just wanted to share that with everyone. Moving on from there, just a reminder, I hope everybody did their taxes, man. I really hope you did your taxes or at least you filed for an extension because the deadline is Tuesday and today's Thursday and you know the IRS, they coming for you. If you don't pay your taxes, they coming for you unless you can make millions and millions of dollars and you find ways to be able to evade taxes. Notice I didn't say that you find ways to reduce the taxes. I said find ways to evade taxes, which as a matter of fact is a problem. The IRS announced that over $1 trillion in taxes went uncollected in 2019. We've already already talked about that before but as we are talking about taxes everybody is going to focus on the biden's tax plan for next year and my main question isn't really focused on tax plan my main question more is about the tax loopholes not the tax loopholes that allow you to actually save money from taxes because you're doing something for investment purposes and all that stuff but tax loopholes that people are using to abuse the tax system where people keep taking advantage of the tax systems so will those tax loopholes be removed the answer to that is probably not because most of people who make the most monies don't make their money basically from sweat from the sweat of their brow they make most of their money from investments and if you make your money from investments guess what you don't have to pay that much in taxes so we'll just have to see if they're going to balance that out where people who work hard or get their money from you know daily work actually you don't have to pay a crazy high taxes when compared to like investment taxes and those kind of things but i just wanted to remind everybody hopefully you did your tax or at least you filed for an extension so that you don't get hit with any penalties i think you still get some extra time maybe even if you haven't done it yet so just go figure that out if you haven't done your taxes yet the inflation worries continues especially after the consumer price index numbers were re released last week former u.s treasury secretary lawrence summer said data are pointing more towards higher inflation than expected and sooner with more inflation signs sooner than i would have expected there are many reasons for thinking that demand will increase substantially and lead to more inflation end quote part of the fear is the unprecedented government aid and spending that we have had from the stimulus and the easy money policy from the fed has gone overboard and needs to be pulled back Mainly people are looking at the supply strains from both work from both workers and materials as one of the driving forces of why we're seeing such massive inflation. And to that point, you know it's really bad when Waffle House has to close 
in Atlanta. Waffle House. Waffle House don't close. Like, Waffle House does not close. I mean, there's even an index called the Waffle House Index in the stock market. They use it to track how bad, like, a storm was. Because if a storm is really bad and a Waffle House gets destroyed or a Waffle House gets closed, then you know things are really, really, really bad. But usually, even when there's storms, even when down south, even when we have all kinds of tornadoes, even when we have all kinds of hurricanes... Waffle House still open. Waffle House is the one place that you can guarantee they're going to have power and they're going to have food and they're going to serve you that food. So when Waffle Houses start closing, we know we have a problem. I mean, I did an entire episode when we had a hurricane and then Waffle Houses got shut down and then we're like, oh yeah, this is a problem. Like it's called the Waffle House Index. Go look it up. It's actually pretty interesting. Just the things that we use to track how bad situations are. And so the question is, will the Fed change their policy? Will this actually put pressure on the Fed to stop some of their policies that they have? Not necessarily to increase interest rate, but maybe to stop some of the bond buying that they've been doing. I think at this point, I think the Fed needs to take a step back, just a slight step back and stop buying the $120 billion worth of bonds that they've been buying every single month because I don't think the amount of bonds that they keep buying is going to do anything to try and help with the labor shortage. I don't think that's going to help at all on that side of things. I think they need to start focusing on, okay, the economy, the stock market, all of that stuff is kind of on route. Now we got to take the pressure off so that things don't get too out of whack. But then again, what do I know? I'm a guy behind a microphone that doesn't really know much about economics except for what he's read and listened to online. However, I do want to say this. I personally do not care about inflation as far as when it comes to my investment. You hear a lot of people panicking right now. If you look on the stock market, everything seems to be falling. Every single stock is falling, falling. Everybody's talking about inflation. That's why the stock is falling. But if you listen to me in the last years and in the last two years that I've talked on this podcast, I've talked about the fact that we have been in a deflationary environment where the Fed has been trying to fight deflation because for the last few years we haven't hit the fed's target of a 2.2 percent inflation rate we've been way below that mark for the last few years and so now we're in this environment where we had the recession that hit that caused everything to decline very quickly and now we quickly recovered from that where everything closed so of course all the prices fell because there was no demand for most of everything and then all of a sudden we saw a quick spike back up in the other direction where everyone went back out and everybody was like i want this i want that i want this so we saw inflation fly right back up very very quickly so from the fed's point of view the fed is saying hey we don't need to slow down right now this is what we want we've been banking up this since 2008 where we've been fighting deflation and in some circumstances deflation is actually worth worse because deflation puts pressure on wages that's why for the last few years wages have not really gone anywhere wages have basically been stagnant for a long time why because there was no need to raise wages because every business was like why would i raise raises we have more than enough people that are willing to come work for us but now after everything that the government did last year with all the stimulus and all the money that they pumped into the economy a lot of people are sitting back and going yo i am not coming to work for you unless you pay me my worth and so at the end of the day i don't necessarily see inflation is a bad thing or rather that this inflation that we're seeing right now is such a bad thing because in the last 10 years wages have not seen movement but now every single day we're seeing more and more businesses announce that they're going to increase their minimum wage i mean 
Amazon announced that they're going from $15 to $17. Bank of America just announced that they're going from $12 to $25. And we're seeing all kinds of businesses all announcing the same things that they have to increase their pay in order to attract talent, in order to attract workers. They're going to have to increase their pay. And so this is not a bad thing, at least to me. I don't find this to be a bad thing. And I mean, for businesses that have pricing power, they can spread that cost across millions of buyers. They can spread that cost across millions of people. So I'm willing to pay a little bit more for my hamburger when I go to McDonald's. And as a matter of fact, McDonald's also announced that it's raising its minimum wage from whatever the minimum wage was up to $15, if not more. And so my main thing is, I'm willing to pay like $3 or 2 to $3 more for my McDonald's burger or anything like that. Because at the end of the day, when you spread that cost amongst people, the business doesn't even see any loss in margins. So I definitely think that the inflation we're seeing right now is a good thing. Now, can it get out of hand? Of course. It's like anything else. It's a teeter-totter. It's a balancing effect. It's trying to make sure that we don't do too much on one side and then the other side gets kind of destroyed. But I'll say this, as far as you're investing, do not worry about inflation. The whole reason we invest and not just save our money is because of inflation. And as Peter Lynch, one of my favorite investors like to say, if you spend 13 minutes a year on macroeconomics, you've wasted 10 minutes. And I've already wasted my allotted three minutes of time talking about inflation. But anyway, moving on from there, let's talk a little bit about the crypto world. And there was a war going on from last week till now. There's been a war going on in the crypto world between Elon Musk and all the Bitcoin Bitcoin lovers. Uh, Elon Musk continued, continued to tweet and bash Bitcoin and Bitcoin continued to fall. I just find it extremely, extremely interesting that everyone keeps telling me how the greatest thing about crypto is the idea of decentralization. But yet one man can cause a trillion dollar asset to swing double digits and to continue falling just from a tweet alone. That is not decentralization in my opinion. When one person can basically determine what the outcome will be for an asset, that doesn't make it decentralized. But that's just me. I don't really know if I'm right. I may be wrong on that, but that's just me. And this led me to another line of thinking that just made me think about human beings in general. Human beings in general, we crave relationships and we crave con connections. So to me, it didn't matter that the idea of crypto is for decentralization. The fact is, as long as human beings are human, we will always gravitate to what most people want us to do, or rather, we'll always gravitate to where the crowd is. So as crypto got hyped up more and more and more, and we saw people talking about it more and more and more, everyone kind of gravitated to it. But when the loudest voice in the room or the one that everyone looks up to starts to change his mind about it, of course, more people are going to go in that same exact direction. So my thing is, is this a problem of society where we don't do critical thinking of our own? Or is this just a thing as human beings that we do? Is this just us as human beings will always just tend to gravitate towards thinking about or towards just going with the crowd is this something that we have to do either way my advice to everybody remains the same please do not depend on other people for your investment decisions please do not do things just because one other person is doing it please always do your own research no matter what it is make sure that you're coming to terms to 
whatever it is that you're deciding to put money into as far as an investment thing or an investment idea if you're investing for yolo then understand that you're investing for yolo and if it destroys itself it destroyed itself but if you're investing because you believe this thing can give you some kind of returns then do your research for it just know why you're investing in stuff so that way when either the market swings up or the market swings down you're not worried too much about it always do your own research but then on top of everything <laughs> right before i started this podcast news broke that the people's bank of china announced that no digital token aka all things that make cryptocurrency can be used as a form of payment which sent bitcoin and all cryptocurrencies into a deeper decline than jared on subway commercials y'all remember jared right so once again i will just say for you to always ask yourself why did i invest in this thing the first in the first place rather than just panicking and following what the market is doing because most people don't even know why bitcoin fell or why this thing fell whether it be stocks or bitcoin most people don't know why it fell and all they see is like oh my god it's red it's red what do i do do i sell my thing will always go back to ask yourself the question why was i invested in this thing this will be a very very hard decision for you if you just invested because oh the other guy down the street invested so that's why i did it as well the guy next to me told me that this would be good and he's going to take over the world so i invested in it as well at that point you're just kind of caught in the wind you don't know where you're going you don't know left from right you don't know up from down you're just kind of going with the flow with what everybody else is saying to do this is why i always say do your own research and don't just follow the the crowd. When you follow the crowd, you become become part of the crowd. And the problem with being in the crowd is when one person falls off the ledge, everybody follows after that person and nobody pays attention to what they're doing. It's called the herd mentality. Whenever you take sheep anywhere, if one sheep falls off the edge, every other sheep is going off that cliff. That's just how it works. So just be careful and be mindful of your own mental state of why you're making the decisions that you're making. Don't just go go like, oh, you know, this is where everybody's going today. So you follow the crowd. And it's like, oh, to the, tomorrow is Dogecoin. Oh, today is AMC. Oh, tomorrow is GameStop. Oh, today is this one. And th- just know what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it. Do not just follow everybody else. Even if it is Elon Musk, it doesn't matter how good that person may seem. It doesn't matter how great that person may seem on the outside. At the end of the day, it's your money. In other words, if you lose all your money, guess who doesn't care? Elon Musk or anybody else that was telling you like, oh, this is a good buy. This is a good buy. Never take anything that anybody tells you as gospel. Always do your own research. All right, the last major news of the day is as my tech head self, you know we got to talk about Google. Google just had their Google I.O. developer conference, which is actually still going on as of when I'm recording this podcast, where it gives us an insight into the direction that the giant search engine company is working towards in the future. And there are a few things that they showed off during the I.O. event that I want to share with everybody, or rather that just I just want to nerd out on because I'm a nerd and I just like to nerd out on these things and so a few of the things that they showed off during their io is number one is android 12 which this would be the biggest overhaul look wise of the platform since 2014 i'm pretty excited from all the videos that i've seen 
of the platform and what it's going to look like when they release it i'm pretty excited to see it moving forward so i can't wait to get my hands on it i will not be downloading the beta because i don't want my phone to crash on me i'm tempted to though because it looks really cool and i really kind of want to but i know i shouldn't do it but uh, i don't know i'll let y'all know next week if i end up actually downloading the beta on my phone and using it for a little bit but from all the videos that i've seen it looks pretty cool the next one is it seems like somebody finally reminded google that they have a smartwatch division and that they actually bought fitbit because they're finally doing something with their smartwatches they announced that they will be working with samsung to make the wear os platform better which i am very excited about because if you don't know anything about android smartwatches basically they all suck let me just be honest all of them are not that good especially when you compare it to what you have on the apple watch side of things all of the app i mean all of the wear os watches all of the smart watches are not that good the only good ones are galaxy smart watches and the reason why it's galaxy smart watches is because those run on samsung's own operating system called tizen and so google is finally like yo you know what maybe we don't know how to make every single type of software out here so let's partner with one that has actually gotten most of it right so google and tizen will be partnering up together and finally they're gonna do something so hopefully in the in the next year or so we'll have some google good wear os watches and and then your boy will finally you know get a smartwatch because i've been wanting a smartwatch for the longest time because that way i can use it for both working out and also just to have on my wrist as a watch as well i like watches i don't spend money on watches though because the watches that i like be costing a lot of money and you know what i'd rather just look at it than to actually buy it and then i'll let other people give it to me as gifts because you know i'm cheap but anyway the other thing that i really like is one of the softwares that i use a lot from google is google photos google photos will be getting the ability to create animations out of still photos as well as the ability to exclude painful memories from being resurfaced so they're gonna use some kind of algorithm for you to just kind of for it to kind of cut off some things if something happened in the past and they don't want those memories to resurface it won't resurface those memories because google has something called memories where every single day when if you took a picture at some point or some time in the year it will send you those reminders which those reminders are awesome because it allows me to reveal relive those memories because sometimes we take a bunch of pictures and we never actually go back through them because some of the pictures we took all the way back in 2016 or 2014 or 2012 or you know long times ago but it sends those memories and it's like ah yeah that was cool and those are really good to just like pep your your spirits up because sometimes when we're living in the moment because we're doing all the stuff that we're doing right here right now we forget all the good times that we have we forget all the blessings that we've had in our lives and those memories are just beautiful because it reminds me like ah oh, you know what life has been good even though some things have been really hard but life generally has been good and just been good so what google is trying to do is to remove some of, or use its algorithm to try and remove some of the painful memories that you may have experienced in the past also much like snapchat google is working to make the camera more inclusive especially for those of us the black brethren with a little bit more melanin in our skin that you know with chocolate we chocolate and we beautiful you know we, we got that melanin and we look so fine we look so clean we look so fresh and they're trying to make sure that when the, you take photos with their pixel devices that they actually show up properly rather than you know destroying the way we look because you know we don't have the fairer skin tone and don't look fluorescent no shots but you know and then the final thing that they showed off that was really really cool was something called project starline which uses high-end cameras 
custom depth sensors, and a new type of light field display to create video conferences that feels like a person is sitting right next to you. Now, when I saw the actual demo video of this thing, it looked cool. Like it almost looked real that the person was sitting right next to you. This is not like a hologram. Like it looked almost like way past the hollow it's like the next step for us to get into that future to live in the future of like oh yeah i want to talk to that person and you press a button and you're like yo come sit with me let's watch this movie together and then boom it feels like that person is right there with you it was really cool but you know google always does these really cool things and then sometimes they never actually finish off with it they show it off and then midway through they're like we're not able to do this can it and they just kill the whole thing but the most important thing i guess for investors if you're an investor and you're thinking about maybe i should invest in google the coolest thing that they showed off was they are doing better integration with shopify which is important because google is trying to fight against amazon in the e-commerce space and so they're getting more integrated with shopify for people to be able to search for something on google and it will actually link them up to searching or buying something on shopify so that integration is getting stronger and stronger it's kind of like one of those things it's like my friends are my enemies or uh my enemy's enemy is my best friend basically so shopify is going against amazon google is like you know what we're gonna partner up with you even i think shopify has partnered up with microsoft i think we talked about it yeah we talked about it in the part where shopify partnered up with microsoft to host their cloud server so that way is you know everybody is trying to find different ways to fight against each other in so many different ways speaking of amazon amazon just announced that or rather leaks said that amazon is actually going to try and buy mgm studios which if you don't know this these are a few franchises that the mgm studios own James Bond, Rocky, Creed, and RoboCop, which are a lot of series that your boy loves. The question you might have is why does big tech want media corporations? I mean, literally big tech companies right now are like athletes. You know, every single athlete nowadays has like a media corporation. Like if you talk to them, they're like, yeah, and this is my media company that I'm trying to make some movies on. I'm trying to do this on. Yeah, that's basically what big tech is doing as well. And the answer comes down to simple attention. We are moving into a world where your attention is the most important thing. The more of your attention that they have, the more they can sell things to you, whether it be subliminally or it be extremely obvious. Plus, in our culture, entertainment is highly, highly, highly valued. There's a reason why actors and actresses get paid more than doctors or teachers or any other profession that actually serves like a key core uh core thing for our society that serves a key core purpose in our society not to say that entertainment is not important it is important but it's highly overvalued in my opinion in our culture so amazon is trying to bring more value to its amazon prime users and by doing that it can keep their prime users using the amazon platform just like we were just talking about shopify to make sure that they are buying through prime and then it can offer them other valuables to for them to never be like oh i'm gonna cancel my prime membership no 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 they keep providing value for you now into some extras the first extra story is one that i am excited about because the university of california university of california is getting rid of act and sat score requirements this is good because i have never understood standardized exams i hate it it's like why am i taking ap exams honor roll classes doing really well in those classes but then i have to pay for another completely separate exam for me to actually get into college it's like why am i graduating with a 4.0 then like what is the point 
What is the whole point? It's just dumb. And the thing that even annoyed me more is that I have to take dumb training classes and get special books just so I can learn how to take this exam. So all the learnings that I'm doing in school, all the math, all the English, all the science, everything that I'm learning in school is not even being used on this exam because this exam is some special little exam. Gosh, I hated the ACT. Main reason I hated it is because it didn't allow me to get my full ride scholarship that I wanted. And I'm annoyed. Even though I did get scholarship on it, thank God for that. But still, man, I was over here graduating higher than a 4.0. Like, I graduated like a 4.5, and yet I wasn't even getting like, man, I'm pissed. (laughs) I'm so pissed. I'm not happy. I, I, I hate those exams because I don't get it. The other reason that I hate these exams is because it's so exclusionary. There's an entire part of the population that doesn't have the funds to be able to afford the training manuals, to be able to afford the training classes to take those exams. Thank God for my mom. And thank God for my parents that I was able to do some of those training classes, but I know a lot of people who do not have the means or didn't have the means to be able to take those training classes to do as well as they could have done on the exam. On the other hand, though, they were doing really well in school. So it's just like, it just, it always felt out of whack. The fact that we had this whole ACT and SAT system, and then it just made your high school grades, the things that you're working on every single day, the things that you are actually learning kind of useless to a degree because your entire four-year high school career just get bottled down to one exam one exam not to say that board exams are not important they're very important especially when you're trying to get board exams for professional licenses i can understand that board because you're being trained for four plus years on that profession on that profession so to me it just doesn't make much sense that on the other hand we get when you go take a board exam for a high school thing you need some kind of special training to be able to do well in it it's just never made any sense to me but i'm glad that we're seeing more and more and more and more schools are announcing like yo because of 2020 we're just gonna do away with these act and sat scores and that is good news uh let's finish out this podcast talking about ford so Ford is going to be announcing, or by the time you guys listen to this, we'll have already announced their new electric F-150, which is going to be called the F-150 Lightning. This is massive because in the United States, the most popular vehicle on the road is the F-150. So if Ford is able to make a great F-150, watch out, Tesla. Tesla and his Cybertruck that looks ugly. Like, the Cybertruck is ugly. I don't care what anybody says. That truck is ugly ugly like that truck is so ugly but the main things that i'm gonna be watching out for this f-150 it has to hit on four points one it must have amazing range because the tesla cybertruck already announced that it has close to like 600 mile range so it's gotta have amazing range two what kind of charging network is it going to be and how fast will it be able to charge those batteries three will it have good towing capacity because a lot of people use four trucks for businesses people use four trucks for enterprises so it's got to have good towing capacities and then finally the price how much is it going to cost is it going to cost more than a regular f-150 right now which it probably will because it's new technology however how much more will it cost so if it hits on all four of these things your boy's probably gonna buy himself a truck an electric truck here in the near future well probably not for the next 10 years because i still have a car that's doing real nice and i'm not about to replace that thing anytime soon but anyway that's all i got for y'all i was going to talk about the fact that over the weekend 
over 1.3 billion dollars of art was sold in like one day in one day but anyway we're not going to talk about that but anyway that's all i got for y'all i hope y'all learned one maybe two things out of this entire thing and if you did share this podcast with one person that you love one person that you hate one person that you're just kind of like about and by that point you just shared it with every single person that you know but anyway i'm gonna catch y'all up on the next time remember oh and uh one other thing If you have any time on your hands, just leave a review on this podcast. I'll really appreciate it. It's the way that you can get the word out also to more people to find the podcast. But remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And I'm out. Peace.